Welcome to the latest edition of the OmniTalk Spotlight Series, the series that spotlights the companies, the people, and the technologies that are shaping the future of retail. Or said another way, the podcast that focuses on tomorrow's companies today. I'm your host, Chris Walton. And I'm Ann Mazinga. And we are the founders of OmniTalk. And we are pleased to spotlight another one of the core technologies that is set to shape the future of retail. And I am talking about none other than visual AI, Ann. Um, so joining us to speak on that topic today and drop some drop some knowledge on it for all you loyal OmniTalk listeners like it's hot, is someone who, honestly, I've been asking or trying to get on this show, I think, for three years now, and we finally landed him, and that is vSense Chief Commercial Officer, Brendan O'Shaughnessy. Brendan, how are you? I'm very good, Chris. Great to uh, great to see you again, and good to see you again. Yeah, we're excited about this. Um, Brendan, for those people who might not be familiar, Let's set the table. Um, give us a little bit of background on Vicenz and what it is that you guys do. Vicenz are an AI product company that increased revenue for retailers around the world. Um, we be we were founded in 2012, so we've been at the forefront of the development of visual AI uh, as a service. And whilst our focus started out with visual search, which we refined over a number of years as sort of visual product search service. Uh, we now have a SaaS platform of AI services designed specifically for retail, and they now include sort of, you know, visual product recommendations, uh, product data tagging, uh, product insights, as well as visual product search. So, you know, our retail customers use our platform services to help their consumers find the right product faster, whether uh, that be on mobile, desktop, uh, mobile app, and, and even in store. And, you know, when you get that right, consumers buy more from you. And, um, right. you know, that business impact is becoming clearer and clearer for retailers now. Uh, we're seeing tremendous growth in the business uh, because, you know, the ROI uh, speaks for itself. You know, there's a lot of terms that we, we you used even in that in that opening there, you know, visual search and things like that. And there's I think there's a lot of misnomers about what that all means from a catch all perspective, too. So, you know, one of the reasons I've been hounding you guys to come on the show for the past three years is I feel like you're able to give a really good practical rundown of where visual AI is actually gaining um, mindshare in the marketplace amongst retailers. And you started to tease it out a little bit there, but, you know, and I got to draw attention to the audience, to the mellifluous Irish accent that Brendan has too, Mm. as he's doing this, because I can't imagine anyone I'd rather listen to give a discourse on visual AI. But for your money, Brendan, as you strip it back, you guys, you said you've been in this business almost 10 years. Where are you seeing the most traction in the marketplace around Visual A right now? Well, I think what we're seeing is product recommendations and personalization strategies are, are probably definitely the hottest ticket right now. Uh, okay. you know, we, we all know, right? We've seen e-commerce boom over the last few years. Um, but that means you know, more players fighting to promote the right product in front of more consumers. So there's a very crowded landscape out there with tremendous choice available to consumers, which is great but it also makes it more difficult for consumers to find the right product, you know, whether that's uh, a specific product that they're looking for or through the right type of you know, product inspiration that can lead uh, a consumer to buy. So I think you know, in 2020, we embarked on a, on a major product upgrade where you know, we developed several new recommendation algorithms and we also re-architected all of our AI services to bring them together in a single platform. We, we call that discovery suite. Discovery, the name okay. speaks for itself. Yeah. And it's really, it's really designed to make it easy for retailers, whether they be big or small, to deliver better revenue outcomes. 
you know, we launched Discovery Suite in 2021 and we've seen, you know, retailers, our existing customers and new customers get really excited about our recommendation algorithms. And these are, you know, AI powered recommendation algorithms. There's, there's you know, it's seven forget. Um, but, you know, those in particular, because they're clear revenue drivers, you know, and this comes back to the overarching product discovery challenge. You can have the best or best price products in the market, but if your consumers can't easily discover them, you're going to find it hard, you know, to sell them. So you're saying it's like, really, there's just a tremendous amount of value here just to be had in like garden variety, better product recommendations on site through the analytics that visual AI can provide. Is, is, is that, am I saying that right in a nutshell? Like, are we talking about like things as simple as like, you know, I'm thinking like, Hey, you like this, this is something that's actually truly similar to what you are looking for. And we know that because of all the things that are going on behind the scenes. Is, is it that simple and straightforward or, you know, it's, what am I missing? It's, it's even simpler in a way. Oh, okay, cool. Because, because we're firmly of the belief that for many retailers, the best signal of intent for the, from their consumers is what they're looking at right now. We, we, we put a great store and value of what people are looking at today on the PDP. So they click into PDP, it's a great signal, right? It's a mm -hmm. great intent signal. And our mm. recommendation algorithms, because it's built on visual AI, we're not really caring about you know, who you are or what you might've bought before, or what other people have bought. We're focused on what you're interested in right now. And you've given us that signal intent by clicking on that product. Mm -hmm. And our recommendation mm -hmm. carousels sit on those PDPs and our visually similar recommendation really is, is tied to the product that the customer is looking at. Now, like, like I said, this is you know, all automated, fully AI driven. And we're able to use our, our, our visual AI engine to find the right products from the customer, from the uh, merchant's catalog to show similar products to the, to the product the customer is interested in. And we find that works really, really well, mm -hmm. um, and particularly in some use cases. But I'll give you an example. We, we, we worked yeah. with, um, we engaged with the Essilor group in early 2021. And, you know, we ran some recommendation experiments with one of their online brands uh, called iBuyDirect. Uh, they service multiple markets. U.S. is mm -hmm. one of the big markets for them. And they wanted to test our visually similar recommendations against their existing recommendation engine. So you know, we worked with them. Um, we refined the, we worked with them to really find out what worked best, right? And, and mm -hmm. we have several recommendation algorithms that our customers can choose from. Visually similar is just one of them. But it worked really, really well for iBuyDirect. It was a great success. They, they saw a 20% increase in click-through rate within the first month. Their order value increased by you know, nearly 3%. And what we learned together was it was because our visually similar recommendations aligned strongly to how consumers buy eyewear. You know, we right. tend to buy eyewear by uh, frame shape. And right. our visually similar recommendation engine point. is designed to deliver great results for consumers who shop that way. When it comes to eyewear, it's really about you know, finding, you know, putting, putting to the side those, those frame shapes that I'm not particularly interested in. Again, mm -hmm. using... The, uh, the, the PDP is a great signal uh, of intent. And um, you know, that's, a, that's a great example, I think, of how visually similar works really well. And we see that working well for apparel. We see it working well for furniture as well. I interviewed um, the CEO of iBuyDirect, Sunny Zhang, a, a while right. back for oh. our Women's Collective podcast. But I think one of the most interesting things that she said that you just hit on, Brendan, is it's difficult, especially with a category where you're so used to having that, that in-person visual experience to try that on in person. And when you have a catalog, like they do of, you know, 
thousands of brands of own brands mm -hmm. of, you know, Ray-Ban of, of other private label brands to really be able to refine and narrow that search. And I've used, I've used their platform to help select glasses. And it is so much simpler from the customer's perspective too, to really be able to, you know, narrow that search and almost make it like it, you would an experience you'd have in store, uh, yeah. where you're able to have somebody saying, yes, if you like this one, then this is probably the closest frame for you or different colors and that kind of thing. Well, well, they, they, they even took it a step further, you know, um, so a great result after the first month, we continue to work with them. We, we, we still work with them today. They're a great partner of ours. Um, but they took it a step further and rather than just focus on the carousel, mm -hmm. you know, on that PDP, right. yeah. they, they decided to say, you know what, let's not try to fit everything into that carousel. So if you go on to iBuyDirect today, you'll see probably three clicks to the right. You'll see a tile which says, you know, click here for all similar. And when you click that, that brings you to a dedicated page, which only displays frames of similar shape. Right. And that's all powered. That's all automatically powered by vSense's AI recommendation engine. Brendan, what you just described is very different than the traditional visual search definition, right? Because the way I think about it is you're saying what's happening is triggered off the customer's interaction with the PDP. It's the customer directing what they're <clears throat> interested based on what's already in the catalog at that given retailer and then using visual AI behind the scenes to serve up recommendations, which is a far different from the net that the word visual search yep. casts, so to right. speak. Um, and so that's right, right? And so just so everyone Absolutely. understands what we're talking about here, and that's why we do this show is to piece apart all this, because so many times in conversations, we hear things lumped together, and there's so much more at play here, especially when you start talking, like we said in the beginning, the practical points for where you can implement these types of ideas. But yeah, anyway. yeah. And I think one thing we want to talk about, Chris alluded to it earlier, is this idea around catalog enrichment. Where does that sit for you guys, Brendan, in terms of you know what you're seeing in the market and how, and how this is being applied? It's tagging products with better data, right? Right. Um, right. And it's loved by retailers because uh, it just works. You know, we, for fashion um, uh, products for apparel, we have over 230 product attributes that we can map to a merchant's products at speed, in a fully automated way. Uh, it delivers great accuracy and delivers fantastic consistency, right? Which is what you get from, from a, a, an automated service rather than you know, a, a human created service. This is happening manually right now, right? I mean, or in some cases some they're retailers. running a script or something like that, yep. but it's not using visual attributes. Oftentimes, and it's not happening at all. You know, that that's right. actually that's that's <laughs> a universal problem in the industry. Yeah. Every retailer is suffering from a lack of data. And it goes beyond the retailers. It actually then impacts other service or other technology providers, other technology solutions that retailers use, whether it's personalization engines, uh, sure. whether it's tech search engine. At the heart of visual search, what's behind visual search is what's called a vector search engine, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's specific um, uh, paradigm of technology, which visual search, it's a key pillar of visual search. Uh, but it also has other applications. And it's that ability to, for technology to understand, interpret an image and make sense of it and then apply that in a way. And that's where our, our, our AI is developed from visual search originally to recommendations, to right. attribute tagging, et cetera. Because it is, is essentially our, our technology's ability to understand an image, whether it's an image you're searching for, whether it's an image you're looking at so we can find similar images, right. or whether it's an image we can interpret and then create the attribute data that can best describe that image. And that's right. where our AI enrichment service you know, comes into its own. So like I said, it's, it's a universal problem that all retailers suffer from. 
and it's that lack of accurate searchable data, right? And, and what we find is that retailers who use our service, they see an immediate improvement in their text search engine performance. Sure. Uh, it also helps their, their right. search rankings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought about that when we were talking earlier. Like you just think about what my search terms would be going into, you know, a, an apparel site, oh, yeah. you know, long red dress versus, you know, strapless long red dress, like all these things that visual yeah. search can attribute that, right. you know, if I was manually inputting this thing, I would never right. think yeah. of all of the possible right. things that everybody could say. Right. I'd say slinky red dress. You'd for say, sl- yeah, right. we you have know, all, these, that, that, all these terms. It's a good thing you're not searching right. for red dresses because <laughs> no, I, I don't want to know what comes up when you search <laughs> right. slinky red no, dress. Right. 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 That's true. Well, maybe. <laughs> But what, Go ahead, Brendan. What, what, what you're saying there is, but what you're saying it's keto, saying, right? It absolutely it's keto because how you search is going to be different from you know how I search is how I search. The words we use, the phrase we use, it's it's all going to be different. And there's no way retailers typically have that range of data associated with the product. For sure. Um, I, was, I was talking to an executive from a leading uh, tech search company recently, and and they told me that. When they tried our tagging service on their customer's data set, one customer in particular, I spoke to their customer and said, you know, any bump? How's it going? You know, did you see that improvement in tech search? And, you know, the customer's feedback was, listen, your tech search engine is now performing better than my my recommendation engine, (laughs) um, you know, that I'm paying, you know, somebody else for. Right. So it has a really, you know, that enrichment has a really positive impact for for retailers. And, um, you know, it's something that we've, you know, we, we've, we've looked at how we can better help small and medium retailers to benefit, to benefit from this. So, um, you know, very recently we built the Vsense app for Shopify. Oh. And we redesigned our tagging flow so that today a Shopify merchant can, in three simple clicks, ingest their product catalog from Shopify to our, our Vsense discovery suite, auto-tag it in minutes, and republish that back to Shopify. So wow. now that doesn't require any front-end code deployment. It doesn't require right. any back-end integration uh, effort, but they're going to see a great improvement in their search and search rankings and their you know, great improvement in the performance and accuracy of their on- on-site tech search. And that's, that's going to be a, a great service for many small and medium uh, retailers and very easy to, to execute. Which is a super important point too, because what we're talking about here is fairly easy to implement and execute, at least to get a trial going to see you know, how it works in comparison to what you're doing today, right? Like, I mean... That's that's what's so cool about what you guys are doing on the Shopify front too, and helping small businesses. Because having run e-commerce for Target at home, like in home, like you're right, all this stuff was, and you're right, we were putting all this in manually. Mm-hmm. Now this was eight to ten years ago. Imagine it's advanced somewhat, but for a lot of retailers, it probably hasn't, especially the small, medium-sized right. guys. Like so, this is something that they can pretty much do with a pretty low lift. But my question for you, Brendan, going back to what we said before, because we asked you to start with, okay, where are you seeing the heat the most in the market? Why, why are you seeing, why are product recommendations taking hold faster than say catalog enrichment? Cause to me, it would actually feel like catalog enrichment would be the place to start. Like I want the data on my site yes. to be as accurate as possible. Why is that? Why, do, why do you think we're seeing that? Why is the market moving in that direction? I think it's, um, I think it comes back to what, what I said earlier about it being, um, a strong revenue drive. Right. Mm. And I think people, you easily know, attributable, think- attributable. It- it is. And, and, and I think, you know, across the industry, you know, if you think about some of the buzzwords today, it's, it's personalization, it's, it's mm-hmm. product discovery. Right. Um, you know, tech search engines are 
20, 30 years old in terms of the core technologies. You know, it's not that, you know, nobody's really focused on tech search optimization at this point in time, right. even though it can deliver, you know, a, a great impact uh, on your business if you can get the underlying data sets right. Brendan, so I'm, I'm getting ready for a presentation that I'm going to be giving yeah, at Shop right. Talk. Um, and one of the things that we're talking about is, you know, future technologies in retail and how they can be applied today. I, I wonder, you, you say visual AI, I think it gets lumped into this bigger, like visual search idea. How do you at Vicenz define that term? And where do you feel like the market is in terms of like adopting this, what, what once was, you know, a future, more future leaning technology or sounds that way when you're talking about broader visual AI? We're, we're a 10 year old company and, you know, we were at the forefront then of, of helping to develop, you know, today's visual search capabilities. Right. Um, I'm, I'm really confident that the, the opportunity for visual search is still ahead of us. You know, we're, okay. we're, we're 100%. seeing, you know, we're, we're, we're um, and we, we would all know, right? Visual search is not the, the, the most common way or frequent way, you know, consumers today search for products. It's not live on, on every, you know, commerce platform today. But, um, you know, if I break it down, we, we used to be known as the, the visual search company. And, but, and, and I said earlier, the heart of everything we do is, you know, our AI powered vector search engine. And that's a key pillar for visual search, but it's not limited to that, right? Sure. Um, you know, our core technology can support more capabilities. And, and that's why we developed Discovery Suite with you know, recommendations and, uh, and, and enrichment. And we're also, you know, deeply invested in, in analytics and, and insights, because again, the ability to understand um, products better through analysis of the, the image associated with those products or analysis of what customers are searching for or how they're engaging and navigating to those products that they're buying, you know, there's great value in being able to understand that and, and visual AI really delivers a great capability there. But I think, you know, what, what we're seeing is we're seeing an increased demand worldwide for those visual AI services. And, and I would include visual search and in that as well as, you know, what we've been talking about in terms of recommendations or tagging. And, you know, it's not because AI or visual AI seem to be cool. You know, there's a lot of, lot of buzzwords out there. We're all, we're all fighting for mindshare. Um, but it's because we're solving retail problems, retailers' problems for them. And, um, you know, but visual service, visual search as a service itself, it's still very much in growth mode. Um, mm -hmm. You know, in mobile first markets like India, and we've seen this one in, in the East in particular, China has a lot of activity around visual search. We, we work with a major global sportswear brand. We work with several major uh, global <laughs> sportswear brands. Um, and, you know, we see the, the, the amount of traffic they generate in China is significantly higher than, you know, the kind of behavior we see in the West. And that's, a, I think, a trend that we're, we're, we're seeing that is built up over time. But as we move west, we're seeing that evolve, you know, but in mm -hmm. mobile first markets like India, um, visual product search is now seen as a core capability for consumers. It's, it's simply easier for more consumers there to find products that way. And, and I think that trend we're seeing, you know, we've seen consistently in the east, we're seeing it move, you know, uh, as, we, as we go west. We, we um, you know, in Europe, we work with a, a major global fashion marketplace and they've, they've been working with us for, for a number of years. They've had visual search within their app. Uh, they don't have it on their desktop. So again, it's about finding mm -hmm. the right spot for it, the right, right place for it. Mm -hmm. But what they've discovered and what they've seen, learned over, over the last number of years is visual search, whilst it might be a smaller proportion of usage, 
it gets used and that usage is growing. But importantly, it also converts better than browse behavior, right? So, you know, the learnings are, are there. And, and what that tells retailers is, I have a valuable asset here. How do I get it more widely adopted, more widely used? So this retailer, this marketplace in particular is redesigning their UI to make that more prominent and, and easier to use. Um, you know, just last week, we signed a, you know, a, a two-year deal with a major UK retailer for a recommendation service, right? Our, mm -hmm. our AI recommendation services. But they're also about to launch our visual product search. And, and they, they're doing that because, as I said to us, they see it as something they should have. And I think that, that realization and you know, the, the greater awareness of visual search and all things visual AI is increasing. We're seeing it you know, increase year on year. And I think we're seeing that evidence now in the West as well. Yeah, so Brendan, that, you brought up a lot of good points there. And one of the questions that raises for me is when you think about the landscape of retail, like, and you think about you know, the big guys, like let's say at Google, like where you know, in theory, visual search feels like just like something that they should inherently just kind of own or be really good at or help right. facilitate to some degree. But, you know, the question I come back to is, is it really for them or is it, does it, is it the way you're describing it almost feels like it's dependent upon the retailers and the brands to adopt this technology first to actually be able to serve up the right data in a platform sure. like a Google is, is that true? Am I extrapolating that correctly from what you're saying or or how should the how should the listeners think about that? How should I and Anne think about that question too? If you take Google, Google are, are very good at visual search. Um, right. they're, they're as good as vSense. Right. Um, but where, where vSense differentiate is we're very focused on visual product search. Right. And Google go very wide. You know, I can use Google visual search to find out what you know plant is in my garden, what trees in my garden. Okay. Um, but what we focus on is is designing visual search to work within a retail capacity. And that means high degree of accuracy and recognition for products, okay, across categories. And I think that's where we specialize. So we're almost like a vertical visual search uh, engine or provider, whereas Google are a more horizontal provider. Yeah. And what that means is for right. us, for our retailers who use our solution, it's more of an out of the box solution, all right? Mm -hmm. For somebody to adopt Google's visual search, it requires a lot of heavy lifting to you know, train models, to develop, to, to integrate that and to get it working to a level of, of accuracy and recall that makes it worthwhile and impactful. So I think we've had a great start working with, you know, you know, with any new technology or emerging technology. It does tend to be the bigger players, and, I, and I'm talking about retailers and, and uh, merchants here, Mm -hmm. who tend to adopt these first. They're mm -hmm. the ones who have innovation teams. They're mm -hmm. the ones who you know, are looking Budget. to experiment and get ahead of the, the innovation curve, right? Um, but over the last number of years, as we productize our core AI technology, now we're at a point where as the market matures, we're now better able to support those mid-market and those SMB retailers to benefit in the same way as you know, the Adidas's and the Gucci's right. and, and, and so on of this world. And, and I think that's really important. Uh, in terms of broadening the presence of visual search and visual AI as a service and educating and, and putting it in front of consumers, right? And I think that's, that's probably where it's going to land. You know, mm -hmm. uh, the retail space will be one key area where we'll see a greater adoption, a faster adoption of visual uh, search and visual AI capabilities. And through that, consumers are going to become more familiar. Yeah. I think, I really do believe, and from the evidence we, we capture from, from our customer base, when consumers started using start using it, they keep using it. 
all right because right. it works and it works really really well so i think it's it's a bit of a you know chicken and an egg you know mm-hmm. which, which which comes first but i think for us we're focused very much on the on the merchant marketplace brand retailer uh, space and driving adoption there, which in turn passes through the consumers. At the end of the day, I mean, it feels like the linchpin of this is still the catalog enrich. going back to the catalog right. enrichment discussion too. If you don't start there as a retailer specifically, because Google can't do that or some search engine can't do that, you have to start with the quality of the data through that type of process to then enable the better conversion and then to enable the visual search capabilities either on site or through your own brand or through another search platform too, right? I mean, that has to be the fundamental of where this starts. And that's, I mean, the more I'm thinking about that, it has to come back to the retailers of the brands. And, and you're saying that mid, you expect to see some big activity heavily in the mid-market to that end here over the next few years. I absolutely think so. I think, I think the, um, you know, the, the opportunity for this is with any retailer, all right? And, and I mean that. It, it, it works on big and small retailers. The, the challenge, I think, uh, across the industry is that education, letting right. retailers know that this, these services are available and affordable and easy to adopt. And I think that's really key. Yeah. What, what I mentioned about the, the, the Shopify integration we did, I was tagging in three steps, mm-hmm. right? right. There's, there's no code deployment. There's no um, you know, integration heavy lift. It's just you know, install the Shopify mm-hmm. app and log in and the rest happens in three clicks. Chris, it reminds me of what we were talking about back at NRF when we're talking about AI in general and just how it starts with these practical applications. Like what business problems are you solving with the technology? You know, this case it's cataloging and getting your product data. Over and over and over again. Exactly. And now once you've done that, you get to, you know, expand those capabilities into offering visual search for customers. But Brendan, what else is available for the retailers that you're working with, you know, once they, once they kind of set this foundation and they get started on the basic, simple, like cataloging portion of this, how else can they think about deploying visual AI? Yeah. Where's it go next? Yeah. We've talked about three things where it's kind of here and now, where's it go next? If you take those core capabilities, you can then translate and apply them for many, many use cases. You can apply them for returns, you know, uh, processing the ability to, mm. Many, many returns come back without labels. So the ability to recatalog and restock and, oh and, my God, and that's those products yeah, true, yeah. is yeah, a very, sure. I remember very looking at style tags at J. Crew, like <laughs> right. trying to find them out inside yeah. a garment. Like, what was the oh style God. number of this thing? And how yeah. do I look it up so I can return it's it? That's washed so out and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and that's it. it. It's it's if you can <laughs> if you can solve some of those problems, you re, you remove pain points, right? You yeah. Efficiencies, and that's that's back in operation. So we work with um, a major luxury retailer uh, who use our visual search capability for for two non-consumer use cases. They use it for visual merchandising. Right. So you know our visual search capability is built into an iPad application that their merchandising staff use to take images of in-store displays. And our, our, our visual search is then used to identify the products on those shelves and make sure the right product is on the shelf as per the planogram. So it's a mm-hmm. planogram of merchandising compliance process. Compliance tool, yeah. But it also, yeah, but it also then delivers you know, real-time in-store performance metrics, sales metrics. You can then begin to see how a display A performs against display B in two different stores in the same city, huh. right? So great way to, to explore how visual search can, can solve a different type of problem. Um, other, you know, other, other in-store use cases, same luxury brand uses for clienteling app. You know, there's their store associates use visual search within an app that they carry on an iPhone. 
uh, in store to help deliver better customer experience and find price lookup for for different products. Mm. Um, major sportswear brand use our visual search for product scanning and you know in store product scanning, and that's a consumer use mm. case. But it's not a it's not an online product search where you're uploading an image or using your camera to take an image. With this one, it's really exciting because it solves that problem when we all go in to buy shoes, where you're waiting to see whether right. that, whether that shoe on the wall is available in your size. You wait right. for an associate to come over and duck into the storeroom and come back to you ten minutes later and say no, and you try again and again and again. And um, with our with our visual search, it's been incorporated into a consumer app that allows the consumer to walk into that sports store and just scan any sneaker on the wall. And we in real, in real time identify that sneaker, recognize it with 99% accuracy, and we retrieve the product and size information. So you can see at a glance whether your size nine or size 10 is in stock. Right. And you can just click a button on the phone which says, you know, bring it to me, and then the associate will bring it out onto the shop oh floor. Gosh. So, so much nicer. I've been waiting for that day, and since oh we first God, theorized about that capability, you know, 10 years ago oh. in our previous job. But yeah, no, that's awesome to hear. It's fantastic. So I think there, there are some of the, the, the key use cases beyond the, the, the consumer ones. Um, there, there's one, you know, there's one which is very close to our heart here in, in uh, at Vsense, something we're, we're co-developing with one of our, our customers here in Singapore, actually. And and that is um, solving a major problem for buyers and planners and merchandise, right? And that's um, knowing what to spend your, your budget on, what products to buy and why. And, um, you know, we're building what we call an assortment planning capability, which uh, we're very, very excited about. And it's using AI to analyze past performance uh, in terms of uh, purchases. It's uh, using our, our visual AI uh, services to uh, match products to trends to identify which vendors are selling which suppliers are selling which products to wrap all of that up and make purchasing recommendations to buyers and planners and you know some of the benchmark testing we've been doing with uh, one of our partners here is showing great outperformance against the current manual process so it's a it's a really innovative way to use visual AI technology in a way that's you know again a very impactful use case uh, across the uh, across the retail industry. Wow, I didn't think you were going to drop assortment planning there at the end. We're going to have to have you back and maybe dig into that one as that one gets going more. I mean, God, with our history of assortment planning tools throughout the years, going all the way back to Retech in the early 2000s, God, a lot of battle scars on that one. But God, yeah, we'll have to have you back and talk about that one, Brendan. Well, that was. I, and I love that conversation. I thought it was yeah. great. This is exact content I love to do because I thought we clicked into like a very common term, visual AI, visual search, gave you guys, hopefully the listeners, a very good framework for the different components of it, how to think about it. That's why we do what we do. Helps make us sharper. I learned a ton. I know, Anne, you probably yeah, did too. Absolutely. Um, Brendan, if people want to continue this conversation with you, uh, learn more about what it is you guys do, how you might be able to help them, what's the best way for them to do that? Oh, look, check out our website, vsense.com. Um, if you want to send an inquiry in, inquiry at vsense.com. Uh, you can reach us there. Check us out on LinkedIn. And you mentioned Shop Talk uh, next yeah. month. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you guys there. And if anybody wants to um, you know, uh, get in touch with us at Shop Talk, we'll, we'll be there in Las Vegas. And uh, we look forward to it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for those watching and listening. That was Brendan O'Shaughnessy, vSense Chief Commercial Officer. Brendan, thanks so much for joining us today. It was a blast. Glad we got to do this after talking about it for three years. Chris, absolute pleasure. Love to uh, chat some more and uh, 
really appreciate the time today. Thank yeah, you. absolutely. To new new beginnings for everyone. Um, all right. Well, hey, that closes us up. Thanks as always for listening in to our conversation with Brendan today. On behalf of Anne, myself, and Brendan, as always, be careful out there. <laughs>